Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 133 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking all about Clipper star forward Paul George. Why, you ask? Because he's been in the news a lot when it comes to his recent comments with the Clippers and his future with the team. First, let's get to those comments he made on a podcast hosted by former NBA player Steven Jackson. Here's what Paul George had to say about his role with the Clippers last year, that they, quote, used him like he was Ray Allen or J.J. Redick. Basically, what he's saying is that they were trying to use him as like the primary spot-up three-point shooter, like Paul George, you just sit in the corner, we run the offense through Kawhi Leonard, and when you're open, you take the three-point shot. And I think, honestly, Paul George is saying he's not that type of player. Like, Paul George can attack the basket. He's one of the more athletic small forwards in the league. So I thought that comment from Paul George was actually being pretty honest. He's basically saying, hey, they were using me like I'm Ray Allen, and I'm not as good a shooter as Ray Allen. But then his comments start to gear towards excuses. He also claims that when the Clippers blew their 3-1 series lead over the Denver Nuggets to try to make it to the Western Conference Finals, that they never made any adjustments. Paul George was being honest about how he didn't fit his role with what they were asking. I feel like he's being dishonest with his part in why the Clippers blew that lead. So he basically is putting it all on the coaches for not making adjustments. When a lot of people, including the media, put all of the blame on Paul George, he's kind of looking to put all of that blame somewhere else. So that's why I feel like those comments are a little dishonest. I'm okay with him saying I'm not Ray Allen, I'm not J.J. Redick, I'm not a prolific three-point shooter, because in reality, he's not those guys. And if he's being asked to be those guys, then that's wrong. Again, that's his side of the story. We'll get to Doc Rivers in a moment, but I think he would probably disagree with this idea that he was asking Paul George to be Ray Allen or J.J. Redick, but that's fine. That's Paul George's opinion. This idea that the Clippers never tried to make an adjustment, he's trying to put all of the blame on the coaching staff. Looking back at this past offseason, we talked about how great defensively the Clippers were going to be. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly, that they were going to be the best perimeter defense we've ever seen, and yet they got stopped by Jamal Murray. That's right, Jamal Murray, a guy who's now become a star, but at the time, we didn't think very much highly of him. Again, he was a good player who was rising, but now we think of him as a star, and the Clippers have a lot to do with us thinking about him as a star player. They could not defend the Denver Nuggets, so I think that's on them as players. Maybe we overrated their defensive prowess. That was the biggest upset of the NBA postseason last year. The fact that the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jogic and Jamal Murray made it to the Western Conference Finals over Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Think about that. These are recent quotes from LeBron James. He said, I couldn't believe it and I still can't believe it. The entire NBA thought we were headed towards a Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals and we didn't reach that point. Now we get to Doc Rivers' point of view of Paul George's comments and he rightfully defends himself by saying, quote, Ty Lue was sitting right next to him and that's basically saying that if you had a problem with me, you probably have a problem with the guy who is the new head coach of the LA Clippers. So what really is going to change for Paul George? And Doc Rivers also said, quote, everyone needs to take accountability for the failure of the Clippers season. My point of view on this back and forth is that I think Paul George clearly thinks very high of himself. This is a guy who gave himself 
the self-proclaimed nickname Playoff P. He's also called himself PG-13. He treats himself as one of the star players in the league. And for the most part of his career, he is one of the better players in basketball. I mean, there was a time where he was thought of as a top five player. Then he got hurt on Team USA and he's bounced back pretty nicely. I mean, with his time in OKC, we once thought of him as an MVP candidate. But now with the LA Clippers last year for the majority of the season, it felt like a one-man show with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George was just there for the ride. He never helped stop the bleeding of the Clippers blowing a 3-1 lead. It's like he's being delusional about what happened with the LA Clippers. You know, Paul, you could have made an adjustment. You could have attacked the basket more. You could have scored the basketball more. He was ineffective against the Denver Nuggets, and now he's making it about everything except himself, and I have a huge issue with that. Of course, I think Paul George will probably bounce back rather nicely. I'm not saying the Clippers should be giving up on Paul George. I just think he's not being realistic about what happened with the LA Clippers last season. And those are not the only comments that Paul George has made recently this NBA offseason. He also said that he wants to be a Clipper for life, and now it seems like that might be happening. He's getting a new four-year, $190 million extension with the team. So he's going to be with the Clippers for the foreseeable future. Again, I'm happy for him. He wanted to get to LA. He wanted to go to the Lakers at one point and got traded to Thunder. Paul George is probably now living his best life. He is a member of the LA Clippers. But I think there are a lot of people that are doubting this contract. This is the Clippers just signing Paul George in case they lose Kawhi Leonard when he opts out next season. I think you can make the case that Paul George is worth a max contract. He's a talented two-way player when he's playing at his best. And again, he goes through rough stretches with his shooting, but he's a good enough scorer. I'm fine with you giving him a max contract, but the timing of this just looks really bad because he's just coming off maybe his worst postseason ever and he's making all these comments and excuse-making why the Clippers didn't live up to expectations. And now Steve Ballmer and the Clippers are rewarding him with a max contract. That is totally insane in my mind. And again, it's just bad timing for the Clippers to be giving this guy a max contract. But again, this is security and they had to have paid Paul George. Look at all that they gave up for him. They gave up Shea Gillisley Alexander, who may end up being an all-star guard. I mean, that guy is superbly talented. They gave up a lot to get Paul George. So obviously they had to pay him a lot of money. I just question the timing of it all. Another issue, the probably the main issue I have with Paul George's comments is he's making everyone on the Clippers a target, including himself. I think he is putting a ton of pressure on Kawhi Leonard to bounce back and be an all-star player, which I think he will. He's putting a ton of pressure on new head coach Tyron Lue, who yes, has won a NBA championship with the Cavaliers, but it was basically because he had LeBron James. Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. This Clippers team, I don't think, is as talented as that Cavaliers team. He's now putting all the pressure on Tyron Lue to be better than Doc Rivers. That's a tall order. Doc Rivers is a Hall of Fame caliber coach. I don't think that highly of Tyron Lue, so I think he's putting way too much pressure on Ty Lue. And more importantly, I think Paul George is putting a huge amount of pressure on himself to be the Paul George, the two-way star, or we're going to continue to criticize 
him all year long. He is making himself the biggest target in the NBA. I think other than James Harden, a lot of people want to criticize Paul George, and he's making it really easy for them to do so. This is a guy who already got traded out of Indiana because he didn't want to be there anymore. So again, he's giving a lot of people a lot of reasons not to like him. And I now know a lot of people don't think that this contract is going to work out for the Clippers or for Paul George. That at some point, he's not he's going to continue to deteriorate as a player. Then you look at the rest of the Clippers offseason. It's been a bit of a mixed bag. I don't think I would give it a complete failure, but it hasn't been great. They lost their sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell, to the rival Lakers. So now the Lakers are going to be better with Harrell. And oh, by the way, they also got Dennis Schroeder. So you lost Montrez Harrell, but the Clippers have added Serge Ibaka, a guy who played with Kawhi Leonard, won an NBA championship. Serge Ibaka is still one of the best shop loggers in the NBA, and he's become a pretty good three-point shooting big man. Like, I like this acquisition. Serge Ibaka is not in the prime of his career, though. He is going to be a role player with the Clippers. He's not going to be one of their main pieces. Then they get Nicholas Batum, who got waived by Charlotte because he had one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Nicholas Batum is a really good defender, and even sometimes a three-point shooter at times, but he has been one of the most overpaid guys in the NBA. He got waived by the Hornets so that they could make room to sign Gordon Hayward. I think this is a nice pickup. I think Nicholas Batum is a fine NBA player. Again, he is a free and D guy. He's going to hit some three-point shots, and he's going to play some defense. He's a nice piece. And then they also added Luke Kennard, who's been a nice player with the Detroit Pistons. Again, he can shoot freeze. These are nice pieces. Abaka, Batum, and Kennard are going to help the Clippers become a deeper team. I mean, they have a pretty good bench. They have Lou Williams. I think what the Clippers are missing is a primary ball handler. They need a point guard not named Patrick Beverly. Again, they need some guy whose best attribute is scoring because the reason we had Pat Beverly is because he was going to shut down star guards. Well, last season, he didn't do that. You lost in the NBA postseason to Jamal Murray. You got torched by point guards. So I think it's time to move on from Pat Beverly as your starting point guard and get a guy who passes the basketball because that's what the Clippers are missing. They are missing excellent passers. And that's what recent dynasties have been built on. The Golden State Warriors were special because every single one in their lineup were great passers. That's what the Clippers are missing. They have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, great two-way players. They're not known as great passers. The Clippers need to get passing on their team. They have Lou Williams, one of the best six-man ever. He's not a good passer. They need to get passers. Get a point guard. They should have been in the running for Ricky Rubio, who now goes back to Minnesota. Like That's the type of guy that the Clippers need. They don't need a scoring point guard. They need a guy who's going to go out there and get 8-10 to assists a game, because right now, they don't have one. Reggie Jackson is a nice piece. Again, but he's not a pass-first point guard. He's a scoring point guard. The Clippers are without great passing. They have so much shooting on that team like Marcus Morris. I mean, just get a point guard to get them the ball. That's all this team is missing. And then I would have faith in them to make it to the Western Conference Finals and compete for a championship. The other thing I find fascinating about all this Paul George stuff that's happening is if there was still any evidence that this wasn't a player's league. Just look at what's happening with Paul George. Again, he makes excuses. He called out the former coach in Doc Rivers and he's rewarded with a max contract extension. Well, again, Doc Rivers lost his job and is starting over in Philadelphia. Well, Paul
Paul George now gets $190 million from the Clippers, even though the majority of the world thinks that Paul George was one of the bigger issues with the LA Clippers. Paul George did not play like himself in the NBA postseason, and I think that's one of the biggest factors why the Clippers didn't live up to their expectations. Again, that offseason was wild for the Clippers. They get Kawhi Leonard, then a week later, they get Paul George, they get those two, and you think they're going to be a powerhouse team, one of the best defensive teams ever. And again, it didn't work out and Doc Rivers loses his job. And now Paul George is out here making excuses on podcasts and then gets a huge max extension. This has become a player's league. We're also probably seeing it being played out in real time with James Harden. James Harden is probably going to convince the Rockets to trade him away because he has all of the power. The players have all of the power because they have star power. Paul George, people want to watch Paul George play basketball. It's more important for the Clippers to have a star player like Paul George than it is to have one of the better head coaches in the league in Doc Rivers. They chose Paul George over Doc Rivers. That's one way to look at this offseason. Kawhi Leonard chose Paul George over Doc Rivers. That's another way to look at this offseason for the LA Clippers. They chose their players over their coach. They blame their coach over their players. And that's something we're seeing a lot more in the NBA. I mean, just look at recent examples. David Blatt got to the NBA Finals in the next year he's fired because Kyrie Irving and LeBron James want him out and they want Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue has now benefited twice from star players wanting him over other successful head coaches. Again, David Blatt was probably wrongfully fired. Who was brought in? Tyron Lue. Doc Rivers is probably wrongfully fired for what happened with the Clippers. Who was brought in? Tyron Lue. I mean, it's been coming for a while, but now I think we're fully here. This is now 100% a player's league. I remember when Dwight Howard called out Stan Van Gundy, and there were some people who were on Dwight Howard's side, and there were some people on Stan Van Gundy's side. Now I think if that happened today, Stan Van Gundy would have been fired the very next day after Dwight Howard called him out. That's how it works nowadays. Players are gaining more and more power, and I don't know if that's good for the league or if it's bad for the league. For example, I'm okay with LeBron. LeBron James having a lot of power over the Lakers. He goes to an organization that was going down the wrong path and saves them and gets them back to the finals and wins the finals. He gets them to get a guy like Anthony Davis. Like the only reason Anthony Davis wanted to be a Laker was because guess what? They had LeBron James. So I think LeBron James has earned his power. The problem is some of these other stars, maybe they haven't quite earned the respect that they're getting. Like a James Harden. What has James Harden won with the Rockets? Yes, he's become one of the better scores in NBA history. But again, why should this guy get to demand a trade and to go to a championship contender just because of that? Like, I don't think he's quite earned the power that he quite has. Again, Paul George can burn bridges with the entire Clippers coaching staff of last season and then a few days later get rewarded with a max contract. I don't think that's a great look for the league because yes, again, I can say LeBron James has earned his power. I'm not sure that these other people have. Again, the the most infamous example of this is when Carmelo Anthony forced his way to the Knicks. The Knicks traded all of their young town away. Gallinari, some nice pieces that probably would have been part of a pretty good rebuild for the Knicks. Instead, they wound up with Melo and Amari, and it didn't quite work out for them. They had to mortgage their future to get Carmelo Anthony because he had the star power to force his way there. I guess what I'm saying that it feels like the only people that are benefiting from the players' 
having all this power is the players themselves. The teams are really benefiting with great victories. Again, LeBron James has benefited the most from having power, but these other players, are they really benefiting? I mean, look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They go to the Nets, and now the Nets had to get rid of their young players like D'Angelo Russell, and now, instead of that nice rebuild they were on, they're now forced to compete for championships and possibly make another trade for James Harden. I mean, that would be crazy if that happens. I don't think it's gonna, but that's where we're headed with that. The Clippers, to get Paul George, had to trade away Shea Gillisley Alexander, and they did that because Kawhi Leonard wanted that. Now, again, I would argue Kawhi Leonard has earned some of that power. He's won two championships. He's a two-time Finals MVP. The Clippers should have done those things to get Kawhi Leonard, but it just seems like some of the other guys that have this power are not quite worthy of that. I'm not sure that James Harden is worthy of that. I think he's a Hall of Fame talent. I think he's one of the best scorers in the league, but he has not won enough championships or has enough cachet to earn the power that he seemingly has. And the same thing goes for Paul George. Paul George is now going to be a Clipper for the next five years and get $226 million. And a lot of people look at that and say, that's complete and utter bonkers that the guy who most people blame for the Clippers falling apart in the end is now being rewarded with a max contract. And for the teams that are trading for these guys who have all this power, they have to make sure these trades work like the the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis, but they also traded away Brandon Ingram, who became one of the most improved players in the league last year. He was an all-star last year. Brandon Ingram looks like he's going to be a pretty nice young star in this league, but it was worth it because they won a championship because they have LeBron and they have Anthony Davis now, and it looks like they might be in the early stages of a dynasty again. But again, if this Kawhi Leonard and Paul George thing doesn't work out, all those moves the Clippers made, giving Paul George that money, trading away a young guard like Shea Gillisley Alexander, it will all blow up in their face. And maybe at the end of the day, they'll look at themselves and go, wow, maybe we should have picked the side of Doc Rivers over Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It sounds crazy to say, but I think NBA players have way too much power. And I'm not even saying that. Again, LeBron James, have all the power you want. Steph Curry, have all the power you want. Kawhi Leonard deserves power. But these other guys, the James Hardens of the world, the Paul Georges of the world, I'm not sure they're worth of the power they possess. And I think it's a bad sign for the NBA when these stars who haven't won anything start making those shots. Because again, I think the, the moves that they're making are only benefiting themselves. I think myself and most people look at this signing and think, wow, Paul George just hit the lottery. He had himself a great week. He was able to criticize the former coaching staff, make it look like he wasn't to blame, and then he got a massive contract. The problem is, it doesn't look all that great for the LA Clippers because now they need this duo, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, to succeed now more than ever. And I don't think that's exactly going to happen. I think the Lakers are going to continue to be the superior team. It's nice to have star players. It's nice to have guys who are going to put up huge stat lines. It's nice. They also get fans interested in your team. The problem is now all their stars come with baggage. And the baggage is they now have power over your organization. So now you have to choose who you want 
on to have power over that organization. It now seems like Paul George has a lot of power with the Clippers. And I don't necessarily think that's the best thing for the LA Clippers moving forward. As much as we said Chris Paul and Blake Griffin didn't reach expectations, it now feels like deja vu with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Next year is the biggest year of this partnership. And if they don't succeed next year, I don't think it's going to work out. Again, this could really blow up in the face of the Clippers giving Paul George this max contract. I'm not a fan of this move. Again, Paul George is a really good two-way player. I don't think the timing of this contract really works. Again, you had to give him this max because of what you gave up, but I think what you really gave up right now is giving power to your organization to a guy like Paul George. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe.